Our scripture reading this morning is from the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Hear now the word of the Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leopards approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he, turned, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. So on Halloween night, our doorbell rang, went out, and there on my front porch was a nitty-bitty Batman. It was the cutest Batman I have ever seen, and he was standing there with his mother, and after he showed me his cape and his candy bucket, which was shaped like a bat, he said, trick or treat, and I put a mini Kit Kat bar into his bucket. And then he looked in there to see what I gave him, and while he was doing that, his mother said, now, what do you say? And he looked up and very sweetly said, I don't like chocolate. <laughs> Bless her heart. His poor mother just looked so embarrassed. It was like she wanted to sink into the ground, you know. Clearly, she'd been practicing with him, trying to teach him to say thank you, but he just didn't quite have the hang of it yet. It's interesting, isn't it, that gratitude just doesn't come to us naturally. We all have to learn it over the course of our lifetimes, and it is true that there are people who make it all the way to adulthood and have not, not uh, cultivated an attitude of gratitude. Our son Andy worked at Starbucks through most of high school, and the stories he would come home and tell us about how customers at that store treated the kids who worked there, most of them were kids, they were almost all high school kids. Those were astonishing stories. Andy said that it was a very rare person who said, thank you. A lot of folks would order their coffee while talking on their cell phone and sort of treat the kids there as if they were robots. Once a man left his change on the counter, and one of Andy's coworkers saw this, and so he scooped it up and ran after the man, chased him into the parking lot to give it back to him. And when he caught him, the man said, Oh, okay, uh, could you go back in and get me some napkins? Um, not a scintilla of gratitude, friends. Not a word of thanks. But you know what? This isn't anything new. We've struggled, I think, as long as human beings have existed to learn to say thank you. Consider our text this morning from the Gospel of Luke. Luke tells us that Jesus and his disciples are walking along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and they're just about to enter a village when they're spotted by a group of lepers. Now, these ten people, they would have been feared and despised. In fact, lepers had to keep a very far distance from healthy folk because people were so afraid that they would catch their disease. So from far away, 
these lepers cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus responds, go, show yourselves to the priest. He says this because in that society, any person claiming to be healed of leprosy had to go to a priest first and have it verified that they were healed before they could re-enter society. So, they go along their way. And Luke tells us that as they go, they are all made clean. Now, I would think that that would have been one of the most joyous days in their lives, right? Because not only is their disfigurement and disease healed, but they are going to be able to return to society. They're going to be able to be with their families again and be with their friends return to their jobs, to their homes. You would think they'd be leaping and dancing and shouting for joy. These people who have been so marginalized and excluded were now going to be included again. But none of them just keep on walking. Only one, when he realizes he's been healed of leprosy, stops in his tracks and gives thanks to God and then returns to thank Jesus. And Luke is careful to tell us that that one was a Samaritan. Remember, in that culture, Samaritans were considered to be the enemies of the Jewish people. They were despised foreigners. So it's this double outsider a person who both has leprosy, a leper, and Samaritan that gives thanks to God, comes back to Jesus with an attitude of gratitude, and, and Jesus is astonished. Where are the other nine, he says? Just this one has come back. The man prostrates himself before Christ, which indicates that he sees the presence of God in him. And then Jesus' final words to this man just hit me like a bolt of lightning. I don't know about you. They just strike me every single time. Jesus looks at him and says, get up now and be on your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Isn't that fascinating? I thought he was already made well, right? Luke tells us that as the ten go along the way, they've been made clean. Now he's come back, this one, to say thank you, and Jesus says your faith has made you well. What is that about? Do you think it might have something to do with gratitude? I do. Yes, this man has been made clean of his disease, but because he is grateful, because he takes time to say thank you to God, he receives something more. Salvation. True wholeness. He is only fully made well, healed, because he has cultivated an attitude of gratitude. The other nine, they may be leaping and shouting for joy along the way, because they no longer have the disease of leprosy on the outside, but they still have leprosy of the heart, you see. Today, it's much the same. 
Friends, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are on the outside or what your credentials are or what things you have accumulated with respect to material goods. If you don't know how to say thank you, if you have not cultivated an attitude of gratitude toward God, you cannot be a whole person. I really believe that. Gratitude is required to be whole. Have you ever known someone who had absolutely everything anyone could ever ask for and yet they were still miserable? Ever know someone like that? I certainly have. Years ago, back in my lawyer days, I worked with a woman like that. She really did have everything a person could ever want. She had been born into wealth and privilege. She had attended very expensive private schools all the way through law school. She had an excellent job at a prestigious law firm. She was married. She had a little boy that she loved. And she had beautiful clothes and jewelry and expensive handbags and a huge expensive home and went on luxury vacations and drove a sports car. I could go on and on. She didn't seem to be lacking anything. And yet she was always, always unhappy. She tended to see life as the glass half empty. You know what I mean? Things were just always not quite good enough for her. Once, I, I came back after the Christmas holiday, and I asked her how her Christmas was, and she said it was terrible because, she said, her husband had given her the wrong watch. She had been very specific about the watch that she wanted, and she was really upset when she didn't get it. Never mind that the watch she received the wrong one, cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I, I really believe that you could feed a family of four for six months to a year on what that watch cost. And never mind that her husband gave her the wrong watch because he was trying to express how much he loved her. None of this seemed to register she did not seem thankful. She did not seem to have an attitude of gratitude. Actually, she seemed to have lost all perspective. She told me that on Christmas Day, when she opened the box and she realized that her husband had given her the wrong watch, her holiday was ruined. Good heavens. Would it surprise you if I told you that she was one of the most miserable people that I've ever known? Friends, I think this is one of the reasons why the Apostle Paul advises us to give thanks in all circumstances. Not only because it's a good and right and joyful thing to give thanks to God who is the source of every blessing that we enjoy, but also because Cultivating a spirit of gratitude, no matter what our situation, I think is one of the keys to happiness. It is a mark of wholeness, but it's a key to happiness. Being able to see the, the world as a place where God is at work for good. Looking for that. Counting blessings. 
seeing the glass half full, well, that, that brings joy, and that brings peace, and that brings the kind of happiness that can never be taken away, no matter what. In my very first appointment at Sun Creek United Methodist Church in Allen, Texas, I used to visit a gentleman who exemplified that sort of joy. He was a shut-in, quite elderly. He had a degenerative disease. He was confined to a wheelchair. His beloved wife was long dead. He lived alone. He lived in this tiny little house out in the country. I mean, friends, it might have been 800 square feet. I think that might be exaggerating. It was really three rooms, a living area with a little kitchenette and his bedroom and bathroom, and that was it. He had a portable black and white television set with rabbit ears and a few books. But he had such a positive attitude, was such a joy to be around that a steady stream of visitors beat a path to his little house. I wasn't the only one. Every time I went to see him, it sort of played out the same. I would knock on the screen door of his little house, and I'd hear some rustling in there. He was getting ready for me to come in. And he would then call my name, and, and I'd come in to see him. And there on his little kitchen table, little formica table, he always had a plate of Oreos and two glasses with room temperature Dr. Pepper with straws. <laughs> so we would sit together, and we would eat Oreos, and we would drink Dr. Pepper through a straw, and we would talk. And at the end of every one of those visits, I would pray for him, and then he always, always prayed for me. And I tell you, that man could pray you up. I mean, he could pray you up. When he was done praying for you, you felt like you were on the wings of eagles. You know, he was just amazing. I asked him once how he kept such a positive attitude despite his circumstances. And he said to me, well, you know, sometimes I have hard days because I, I can't work with my hands anymore. He had worked very hard throughout his life, and he was unable to work like that anymore. And he said, sometimes I'm tempted to sort of feel useless, but then I remember that I have my spiritual work. The work he was talking about, friends, was prayer. That was his work. He always asked that the prayer list from church be brought to him, and he spent hours every day praying over those names. Really, I think prayer was the reason he got out of bed in the morning. He derived such meaning from that, and he was so grateful for that work. And he also said, I'm grateful because I have a roof over my head and clothes to wear and food to eat, and I can still read my Bible, and I can watch my TV, and I have friends from church who come to see me. He was a joy. And when he died, his funeral was one of the largest that I have ever officiated. This elderly man who owned almost nothing, whose family was deceased, who was so sick, had such an attitude of gratitude that not only did he know joy and peace and real happiness in his own life, but his life blessed everyone that he came in contact with. Friends, I am convinced that we cannot be whole people unless we have an attitude of gratitude. 
And I say this to you despite the fact that the culture will tell you all day that if you look beautiful and you have nice things and you're very successful, then you should feel whole and happy all the time. But I don't believe that's true. We need God, and we need a sense of thankfulness to God for all that we've been blessed with. And you know, that's one of the reasons we come here every week to worship. You know that? One of the reasons we assemble every Sunday is to say thanks to God. To look around and take stock of all our blessings, some of which are very simple but mean so much. To cultivate that attitude of gratitude. We come in here and we give thanks for things like a cup of hot coffee on a cold morning or a really good breakfast taco in the atrium. For the sounds of children running through our halls. For the songs we sing and the prayers we pray. Smile of a greeter at the door. The hands that we hold. These are precious things, tremendous blessings. But most of all, we come every single week together as Christ's body to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for healing us and for loving us and for watching over us and for setting us free by grace to live lives of joy with an attitude of gratitude. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks, for you are the source of every good and perfect gift. Lord, open the eyes of our heart to see your work in the world, to count our blessings, simple though they may be, to be people of thanks. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Our invitation to Christian discipleship this week is to make every day Thanksgiving. It really is for us as Christian people. Take time to give thanks to God. Ask God to open the eyes of your heart to see how blessed you truly are no matter what your circumstances. And friends, we have a little gift for you at the door. If you haven't picked one up, do on the way out. We made a table tent for you for your Thanksgiving dinner. I pray that as you share time with others on that day, you'll look at that. It has a, a prayer of thanksgiving in it, and also some questions to help prompt maybe a little dinner conversation about the ways that you have been blessed, the things that you are thankful for. The invitation is also made, if you'd like to join our church, I invite you to come forward as we sing our final hymn together. It is in the faith we sing, which is the Black Supplement. It's number 2037, I sing praises to your name. Will you stand and let's sing?